Say yes every day to the world and to your heart. Open up your eyes and let your spirit start. Say yes to the dreams you hold inside. Let your soul be your guide. Thank you for joining us today for another episode of Wednesday Wisdom. Today, we are joined by the amazing Stephanie Holdsworth. She is the COO at NAN Nationwide Appraisal Network. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us today. And we are ready to hear all of your wisdom. And the way that we do this on Wednesday Wisdom is we do something from the past, how we apply it to the present, and then, of course, what you want to share for everyone in our future learnings from you. So our first question, we would love to hear, what was the best piece of advice that you have ever received from someone? And please let us know who was that special person. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate having the opportunity to share with you today and um, looking forward to having this conversation. So um, I have a few, actually, it was hard to think of just one piece of advice because I've, I've been in the, in the professional industry for uh, over 30 years. So um, I, a, a few really stood out to me as I was thinking about these questions. And the first one is don't paint everyone with the same brush. People come with different experiences. Um, they have different backgrounds. They have different needs. And so we, you know, as leaders, we're really called to meet people where they are. And I really love that piece of advice. I was fortunate enough to get that very early. Actually, when I started my career, I was in retail and for Target stores. And Kevin O'Grady actually shared that piece of advice with me. And I've carried it with me throughout my career. That is a really good piece of advice. And I was just having this conversation with a young lady that I mentor. And she was saying to me that if someone doesn't work the way that she works, meaning very hardworking, like very timely, she kind of discards them. And, and I know that word's a little abrupt, but meaning she kind of makes a decision in her mind that that person can't buddy up with her or partner with her. And I said to her, this is something that when you're young, you make a mistake about that because you have to realize that everyone has their uniqueness and their strength, their weaknesses, we all do. And Absolutely. so- if you do that, you wind up not getting that community of all the different strengths to grow and get well at. So, Stephanie, what, what has been some of your experience with that? Because I know that's a valuable lesson I had to learn, you know, coming up. Absolutely. I, I was probably in her same boat where I really would write people off and think, you know, they just didn't have the skill or ability and you just have to learn how to tap into that, right? Everyone ha is motivated differently. Um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to, at Nationwide Appraisal Network, we have the ability to what we call move seats on the bus, which is ah. putting people in different places and giving them different opportunities and where they may struggle in one role, we have the opportunity to find where their strengths are and find the right fit for them. And, you know, that for us has resulted in extremely low, almost negligent turnover uh, in our business. And that's huge, right? Because one, we have an experienced staff 
um, that's able to really assist our customers. And they're able to grow as individuals in a role that fits them. And sometimes people don't fit into one role, but they can be very successful looking, you know, finding the right match for them. So, you know, that's a challenge that we all have. And, you know, there's opportunities to find what works for them and make sure that they are on a path to success. Absolutely. As you were saying that, I was thinking back of, do you remember years ago, and maybe this still exists today, I don't know, but I know years ago, there used to be like management training programs where they would do that. They would like take you and like for a certain yes. amount of months, you would work in one department and then you would switch and you would work in another department. And then like at the end of the training program, like you would actually decide, you know what? I love capital markets or I love operations or I love sales or servicing or whatever it is. I mean, what are your thoughts on something like that within companies? I think that's a great um, opportunity. When I was with I was with J.P. Morgan for ten years, and you know we had those type of programs where people could intern and try different things to find what that match looks like. Going to be a little more creative in a smaller setting, but you know those opportunities still exist. And you know, get to know your team and investing in them and understanding them and really working to find those challenges that for that they are facing and working through them together just puts everybody on a path for success. And it, it ends up grow, you know, they the team members able to grow their skill set and really become successful and be valued in the role that they have, right? And shine. And that's that's what we're charged to do as leaders is help people find what makes them shine. Absolutely. So now we've spoken we've spoken a little bit about applying, you know, that great advice. But I, I want you, you know, let's think about that story I told about the young lady, right? So let's take that example. What advice would you give her in terms of the wisdom that you're sharing of, you know, okay, you're newer to the industry, you're on this fast track, right? So here you are, you're in the industry, you're trying to light the world on fire, and you've kind of made the decision of, nope, if you don't work the way I work, you kind of can't be in my circle. What would you tell that person where they're not in a leadership role, they're just, you know, coming up kind of on their path? What would be a way to apply that piece of wisdom to that scenario? Yeah, I think, I, you know, there are so many resources. One, having a mentor, and it's so awesome that she's connected with you, is huge because you're getting a different vision of what the opportunities are for someone and how to work with different people and leadership, leadership or peer types, right? So, you know, I think I think it's important to have that outside look so that you're not just looking at things through your lens. And then also, I think, you know, challenging yourself to keep expanding and learning as a leader, uh, reading books like Strength Finders, one of my favorites. Oh, great. It really, really talks a lot about, you know, what do you excel at? What do other people excel at? And how do you mirror those together to be successful to, as a team? And so, you know, I think you have to continue to, I know you're a book lover as well, but, you know, continuing to read and challenge yourself and think about how you expand what your thoughts are today, because, you know, in a way that's a bias, right? And so we're challenged to, to meet those bias and think about how we eliminate those by learning more about ourselves and how we can be more affected by being a team and understanding that differences are, like you said, differences are strengths. We just have to figure out how to make them work together. I always share this one particular story 
where, you know, David Licken, you know, from, from our industry, right? One time I had him on a podcast years ago and he told the story that, I mean, it sticks with me so much, right? Where he tells a story about when he first came into the mortgage industry as a young gentleman, as a loan officer, he was almost fired from his first job. And I'm like, oh my goodness, David, I'm like, you're an industry veteran, you know, running companies and selling companies and longstanding, you know, leader within our industry. I'm like, why did you almost get fired? He said, Laura, I come in, I'm lighting the world on fire. I've got all these borrowers and I'm taking all these applications and I would hand them in and the operations staff would call my boss saying, you better get rid of this guy or make a change quick because he is slowing down operations because his applications are incomplete. His handwriting is a mess. We can't make heads or tails. He's not handing in the proper documentation. And so his boss came to him and said, listen, you better get your act together. Well, he tried, but his mind was always running and racing and he was out there getting all these applications. And finally, a new manager started at the company. And he sat him down and he said, listen, David, you know, talk, let's have a conversation. Let's understand where you're struggling. And he said, listen, I'm really great at sales. I can bring in more loans than you can imagine. I'm terrible at the paperwork. And he said, this is what we'll do. We'll get you an assistant. We'll get you someone that you can work with. And that person will work with you. And he quickly became the number one salesperson and the wow. most loved in operations. If someone didn't take the time to realize his strength, he could have been out of the mortgage industry. Like, like think about that, right? So that situation can apply to most of us, right? Because when we first come in, people don't know. And a lot of times we may not take the time to realize where people's strengths are. And instead of playing to the weaknesses, let's play to their strengths, right? So Absolutely. love it. Great conversation. All right, Stephanie, thank you for sharing that. Such important wisdom for all of us to really take a moment and think about that. And now our final question. This piece of advice is something that you would like to share. Something, whether it's your personal life or your professional world, what would you like to share with our audience? I think, I, you know, on a professional level, I think one of the biggest misses that we have is that we don't define what winning looks like for our team. And so it's so important that people understand how they contribute so that they can be valued, that they can be success, set up for success, right? We we owe them giving them the tools and the resources that they need to be successful, but we also owe them defining what winning looks like. And sometimes I think for me, I think that can be the big miss for a team if they don't understand how we get there. So, and what it's gonna take to get there. So my advice would be define winning for your team, make sure they're clear, whether that's making calls every day, whether that's meeting new, building on new relationships, following up on old relationships, you know, what does that look like for you in your industry? And it's a little different for all of us, but you know, there is, there has to be a winning place and the team has to be very clear on what that looks like so that they can succeed. So how do you do that? Tell me like, because to your point, Sure. If you're in sales, that's easy, right? We know what winning means to you, right? Or if you're a, 
mortgage processor, right? Oh, how many loans did you get to the funding table? Those are easy things, but there's a lot of support roles or even leadership roles where maybe you don't know what winning looks like. So how do you right. do that, Stephanie? Like in like, give us an example of some of the things that you do and how do you communicate it to your team? Absolutely. Well, for us, uh, we, we have obviously being an AMC is a little bit different side, right? So winning for us is building on those relationships every day. So we have a minute, we do have a minimum call requirement okay. because we want to talk to our appraiser partners. We want to talk to our clients, right? Good, bad, or ugly, because it's, it's a human business. So things don't always go off, don't go off as planned, right? So being communicative, making sure that we're being upfront about what's happening and providing transparency along the way. Um, so we do have that minimum call requirement. Also, we we manage milestones. So we break down every piece of an appraisal. It's a small window. Um, we're working to get every order in, in five, inside of five days. So that ha it has to happen very, very quickly. So we're, we winning looks like for us managing each of those milestones and knowing the numbers that we have to hit so that we provide our clients with a great experience uh, and a seamless experience as they order their appraisals. I love that. And and it really is something that sometimes we miss. And and I can remember a very early in my mortgage career, I worked for a company that every single person, again, this was a long time ago, but every person at the company received some type of bonus. The bonus could be $25. You know what I mean? Like not everything right. was a large amount, but I remember the receptionist had OKRs, you know, where she was, it, it was, you know, not allowing things to go to voicemail, you know, picking up the phone on, on a certain number of ring, you know, like there were certain objectives and key results that even the receptionist had to do. And if she met it, she was rewarded. But she knew the importance of answering in a friendly tone, saying the entire company name or, or whatever slogan that we had and not allowing things to go to voicemail, you know, having that personal touch. And she could. The reason why I knew it is she would tell me she was like, Laura, nope, you know, like if that phone's ringing, I cannot, you know, do something else. This is my job. This is important to me. And you think that. Some of that has been lost. You know, not every person can clearly say these are the OKRs that I'm responsible for as having this role within the company. Because we know if she didn't answer that phone and someone was trying to get someone on the line and they got upset, that is a ripple, a negative ripple effect that goes throughout the entire process, right? So to your Absolutely. point, whether it's hitting those milestones or whether it is making those phone calls and bonding that relationship, you know, all of those things, it's all part of the job for as a company. But if you don't clearly know what winning is, you're like, eh, it's not important. It could go to voicemail. They could press one, right? They can hit one exactly. instead of a live person. No. No one wants to press one. Everyone wants no, to. No, no one wants to. <laughs> and I love that example. So our phone team, um, which we call our client service team, they're responsible for making sure 98% of calls get answered without there a hold. There right? you go. So again, another definition, right? So we have those kind of metrics throughout the company because it's all about service, right? And it's all about relationships. And everyone's in a hurry. And, you know, and everyone needs attention. Every single order is important. And if you don't take the time to invest 
and make sure that people understand what those metrics are and how that impacts your partners, then you can't win, period. And we all know it takes everyone to truly win. It is not just the sales team or it's not just the appraisers or it's not just the technology. It's, you know, it's everything in order to win. So I love this. Well, Stephanie, valuable, valuable wisdom. And, And I have to admit, you know, I've been saying this on some of the recordings that we've been doing. It's interesting to me that every person so far has had a different topic or piece of wisdom. And that is the greatest thing about doing this is that it makes us think and stop a moment and realize it's all of these different things that makes us successful and fulfilled and happy. And so thank you for sharing your wisdom with all of us today. Thank you so much, Laura. I appreciate your time today. It was great to meet with you. Take care.